Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Oh, oh, you're too kind. You're really, no. Oh my goodness, you know, oh, I'm over, I'm overjoyed at, at, wow, this, you know, this, this is really, this is really, uh, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This, this, no, really, I, I just, <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the A to Z program. I am your host, the man with the plan, the man who does not live in the sand, the man who lives in the great white north of the United States of America. I am Eric Zant. You are in the A to Z program. And tonight, tonight, we bring you a special, special show. We have a great show for you. We have a great shoe for you tonight. Shoe... I'm doing my best Ed Sullivan imitation. Tonight on the show, we have Mr. Tim Tabala. Tim. Welcome, welcome Tim. to movies. May I take your order? Oh, my goodness, yes. I'll have a uh, Mooilk shake, a cow tipper, and a... <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, Tim. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do you know why Tim is dressed up in Kevin Smith attire? I'll tell you why. Because tonight, okay, so last week, let's turn back the clock a little bit. Let's let's rewind. Let's let's jump into DeLorean and go back a week ago. Kevin Smith, who is uh, one of Tim and I's favorite uh, directors, we've enjoyed his films since since they came out. Uh, we actually talked about Clerks a little bit in high school because it came out in '93, and uh, we were into it back then. So. That's how far back this goes for us. But Tim and I followed all of his movies and everything throughout the years. And last week, it was announced, and it's not just a, a bullshit. Uh, there are there are photographs and production stills and script readings and everything going on. Kevin Smith announced that coming, what is it, Tim, next year? Yep. Clerks, oh, yeah. Clerks 3. Clerks 3 is coming out. So in honor of that announcement, tonight's A to Z program is going to be dedicated to going through, reminiscing, talking about, and breaking down, and having a, just having a good time uh, talking about the first six Kevin Smith movies, which I consider the heart and soul of his, of his, of his cinema um, endeavors. And uh, uh, we already have, oh, thank you, boss, the best music in the industry thank you sir I, I appreciate that i appreciate that and also the worst show in industry well you know somebody has to be the best somebody has to be the worst and i am the best at being the worst but anyway in, in honor of that uh uh back to kevin smith we're gonna be uh, tim and i uh like i said we've been following kevin smith most of our lives we were big big fans of his tim actually has made more than one pilgrimage to the Quick Stop in Leonardo, and he's also been to the Secret Stash, and we'll talk about his latest endeavors here coming up soon. But I consider, Tim, uh, Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, or Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and Clerks 2, I consider them the, the nucleus. The, the, they the, they're the foundation of Kevin Smith's um, movies, and they're... I mean, and I, I've given his other movies a chance. Uh, Red State was weird. 
I recently uh, checked some of that out. I'd never seen it. Um, Jersey Girl was okay. Um, and, there, and there's obviously others, Tusk. But I consider the first six to be not just my favorites. I consider them to be his – that's like his calling card. What? How do you feel? Am I accurate in that um, assessment? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, what, what he likes to call the viewers universe where all the characters all run into each other or – that's my stupid phone – uh, which I can't maybe get. It's Kevin. Maybe it's yeah, Kevin. maybe it's him. And I can't even get the phone. I just got to ring it for a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, the viewers universe. It's basically the same group of people. The uh, all the characters interacted. They take place within a, you know a certain time frame of each other. Like clerks and uh, uh, Morris take place within a day of each other. So yeah, but yeah, that's definitely the foundation. Definitely his best work. Um, nothing against his later stuff. Uh, no. Yeah, like I said Tusk. Tusk is. Absolutely a bizarre movie, a weird um, which I personally think if you chopped off the ending of that movie, it becomes 10 times better. That's yeah. just me personally. I, I never got to see the whole film. I saw bits and pieces, and that's a genre for, like, my girlfriend or my brother. They're, they like weird shit. I, I'm not into that. Um, it's, it's freaky. It's not scary. It's freaky. Yeah, it, and it's, it's, it's very it's, uncomfortable. Yeah. It makes yeah. you very uncomfortable. The makeup is fantastic on the oh, top yeah. And like I said, but the ending, uh, not to spoil it for anybody if you want to see the movie, uh, Earmuffs, but, you know, he lives at the end of that movie. They put him yeah. in, like, a zoo, and yeah. he lives. That's stupid. I think that if is. you would have killed him off, uh, he should have died. I think the movie takes a whole nother, a whole nother level. But, yeah, I mean, I, I still love everything Kevin does. I won't knock anything, including no. He-Man, which just started on Netflix. No, um... So, what we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna Tim, we're gonna talk about um, uh, movies one through six, uh, go over our favorite stuff, our favorite characters, get in depth a little bit, and then um, at the end, we're gonna share some feelings on what we might see, what we want to see, and and see you know maybe get a direction of what uh, or a feel for what direction Kevin's going in, what we think is gonna happen because you know I love spoilers and I, I love being surprised so. We're gonna. This is gonna be a fun show, everybody. Especially if you like Kevin Smith films, you like Clerks, if you like New Jersey, you like all that stuff. Um, uh, pay attention to that. So, without uh, further ado, uh, Tim, let's get right into it. Movie number one uh, is came out in 1993, and four. it is 94. 94. 94. Not to be an ass, but four. <laughs> no, you're right. I was. I was. I always think 93 for that, and I don't know why. But um, Clerks came out in 94. Now, Clerks, low budget film. It was his first film. Um, for those that don't know, Kevin maxed out all his credit cards, sold his comic book collection just to shoot this film in black and white because it was, I guess, more cost effective. Um, this is the movie that made me fall, fall in love with the whole, with his whole, uh, like you said, view of universe, um, cleverly, cleverly, uh, written, written movie. And it was really cool. Even though he was a young filmmaker who really didn't know what he, you know, the ins and outs of anything in that kind of business. I thought like his shots and the dialogue and how it kind of went along, it, it, it spoke to like, and you'll agree probably to like our generation because that's kind of what it was like growing up back then. But uh, Clerks, what do you how, what what was your first uh, first impression of Clerks and what what do you like about it? You know what, you're gonna be shocked. I did not like Clerks the first time I saw it. I mean, really? I, you know, you know what it was. I think it was just so. Overhyped, over talked about, over this that I was like, after I watched it, I was like, ah, I don't know, you know, it's just talking and 
swearing, yeah. and it had its moments. Um, it wasn't until it what I understand to say it wasn't until Dogma, which is the, the the third movie, uh, fourth movie. I'm sorry, no third movie, no fourth movie, that I really started to understand Kevin Smith. Yeah, and then when you go back and you watch Clerks, I was like, whoa. This is actually a, a genius, brilliant movie that many people should see. Yeah. Um, and then he starts to understand where he's coming from, how he's talking. And he's right. It's how it's how everyday people talk. Yeah. You know, you know, people yeah. write scripts, they write scripts on how movie stars talk. This is he wrote a script on how him and his friends bullshit it. It yeah. looks like me and me and you writing a movie about you know wrestling and and, and dumb and, shit. And it would, dumb uh, shit you know, that we do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I agree with that. And it, I, I, when I first saw Clerks, I was kind of like, I was like, black and white? I'm like, what? And then, you know, like you, I mean, I like I said, I can agree that I didn't fall in love with it right away. Um, I did like it. I enjoyed it. But like you say, the more you watch it and the more you get it, the better it is. Because, you know, you have like, you have like your wise ass. You have, uh, you have Randall. Randall's a wise ass. Randall's just your ultimate slacker. Doesn't care. Um, I identified with him a lot more because I'm kind of like that. Dante's more serious. He's kind of he 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 cares, but he kind of gives to you know. There, there's so much character depth in all these things. Listen, I sound like I sound like he's a, the uh, like he's the Charlie guy. Brown. He's the Charlie Brown. He, as he, Kevin he, Smith described, he's the everyday schlub exactly of the, of the viewers universe. Um, so, do you, now let, let's let's examine the black and white thing. Now I've I've heard, but I, I don't know if this has ever been confirmed. Has clerks ever been like one shown in color at all? Uh not have that they ever I am aware of. I don't think so. Because I, I think that uh I honestly think that if it was in color, it wouldn't be the same. I think that adds mystique to the movie. Honestly. Even if it was just because of cost and by accident, I don't think I could watch clerks in color. I don't think it would be the same at all. It'll no. be kind of neat. But it would take away from it would take away from it to, for me. So, um, uh, yeah. So, clerks. Now, for those that don't know, uh, Leonardo, New Jersey, is where it was shot. At where now Kevin Smith worked at the Quick or RSD Video or the Quick Stop. Both. Both. He worked at both stores. So, it's so cool that he, like just from using props and places that he could, how this became iconic because. That's like a like I said about the pilgrimage before. How many fans yearly, just when they're in the area or make a, a, a special trip out, go to that or used to go to that when it was or I don't think it's there anymore, right? What Twist Up? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. It's still there. Well what okay. happened and Kevin Smith bought it's 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 the it's the from left to right, it's a quick stop. It's what RST video used to be. That's closed down. And the building on the corner is now the Smod Castle, it's called. He bought oh. that building. That's he where he it. does when he's in Jersey. He that's where he does all his podcasts from from okay. that building. And oh, quick stop okay. is quick, quick stop ain't going nowhere, dude. Oh, it's still in business. It's still in business. Oh, you can oh, walk okay. right in. You can walk right walk in and right buy in. buy food, buy sodas, whatever. Oh, so that so he turned that into this this ultra famous thing. And like I I always got to wonder like the people like when they come in there, they're like, Oh, are you supposed to be like, it's gotta be so cool for the people that work there too. You know, or really annoying or really, really annoying. <laughs> I bet you there are days that it is really annoying. Um, but no, that, I always thought that was so cool because it showed landmarks. It showed, you know, 
like when the ambulance is there, Leonardo, and uh, and like when it, it was just you know playing hockey on top of the building. I mean, that's just the ultimate throw it in your face, you know, against the man kind of thing. Like it's just it just spoke to me because um, that was kind of our generation. We just didn't give a shit. We you know we were going to do what we were going to do. We weren't bad kids, but we just we weren't we were kind of like that Gen X. We're not going to take this shit anymore, mm-hmm. and we're gonna. But we always thought outside the box, like you know, when everybody said you can't, you couldn't, we tried and we did, and that's kind of what what that film kind of uh, represents. And of course, in Clerks, Tim, we see the, and as you said, the View of Scooby versus all the characters from those particular films, <clears throat> because there is a chronological order to everything. And if you want to get balls deep in that, go right ahead, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because it's it's a rabbit hole. And there's, I mean, there's fan fiction written about it. There's theories. There's everything. And it, it's so cool. But uh, we get introduced <clears throat> to key characters in the View of universe, namely, and we'll get them right out of the way off the bat, Jay and Silent Bob. They are the key figures in this whole thing. Um, and I, I kind of liked uh, the, the kind of nonchalant, like, uh, introduction to Jay and Silent Bob when they're just outside, you know. They're 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 smoking their cigarettes. They're, they're you know they're smelling weed, and you know Jay's young like that that I mean let's face it Jay was mouthy and everybody knew somebody like him back then like you know what I mean like the, your 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 cocky weed dealer uh, he thought he was God's gift to women you know he could party harder than anybody and he's foul mouthed and dude we knew so many people like that growing up I mean I'm sure you did in the city when you lived there too. And then when you came up here, of course, there were people like that. But um, Jay and Silent Bob are kind of the cornerstone characters of this, and we got introduced to them in this uh, film. But also, um, the clerks themselves, Dante and Randall. Um, Now, Dante has been in two of them. He's been in both clerks as Dante. But as we'll discuss, and here we go again with the rabbit hole, um, Dante Hicks has a number of relatives, Tim. That appear in different films. Now, mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was cool, um, but yeah, Clerks. Uh, I I mean, it's one of those movies I can just put on and watch anytime. You can watch it once a week. You can watch it once a month. It never gets old. Um, Tim, why don't you go ahead and tell me some of your favorite parts? And I know it's hard, but give me some of your key scenes and some of your favorite parts of Clerks and what 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 some of your favorite moments of that was. Uh- Excuse me. Oh, obviously, Randall. He he definitely steals this movie. Randall is based yeah. on Kevin's friend, Brian Johnson, who was exactly like that. I can't even picture him being exactly like that with the customers. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous that he was that. And I mean, you, when you see him later on, on a comic book, man, he is just like that. He don't give a shit. He says what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And he's fantastic. But obviously, for me, being the Star Wars fan that I am, it was, you know, the conversation between Dante and Randall about the Death Star blowing up. Yeah. Um, that of course hooked me right away. That was the scene that really like I like, wow, they think about stuff like that. And and even I at that time, as a huge Star Wars fan, I never thought about it that way. And I was like, holy shit, Randall's right. Yeah. And that's I that no, that I may have to get although I liked the Empire way before that. I'm an Empire guy. But yeah. that might have, that might have been my real transformation into why the Empire were the good guys and the rebels were the bad guys. Because he said he his, his his best line was, you know, you're here trying to make money doing doing a roofing job, a good this juicy government contract, and here comes these left wing militants and decide to blow up the building. And all you are is a roofer or a, or a cementer or a contractor, and you yeah. die. 
because these left, these left wing militants blow the base up. And I was like, you know what? Holy shit, that's right. That is it, freaking right. And so that may have swayed me even more towards <laughs> my love of the dark side and the empire. So that would have to be my favorite probably moment in Clerks. It, it, it is a Sterl, a Rod Serling esque moment that that. And Kevin Smith's got to be a fan of the Twilight Zone because I've always thought this. When Randall goes into that diatribe, that's almost like a Rod Serling thing from the Twilight Zone. Like, you know, nobody thinks about, you know, it's like every everybody sees this big picture of, of like something. Let's 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 talk about the Death Star. Like see good and bad. Star. Yeah, people see good and bad, but not the good gray. Good and bad, but not mm -hmm. the gray. So you, you don't have the guys that are the janitors. You don't have the, the contractors. You don't have the garbage men. Nobody thinks about the guys that are just innocently doing a nine to five and they're not swayed one way or the other politically or anything. They're just there doing their job. They just want to do their job, put their eight hours in and go home and they lost their life. So yeah, that, that parallels a lot of things in real life, which Rod Serling did in the twilight zone. I just thought that was cute that Kevin put that in there uh, shows that his, you know, his keen uh, writing skills early on uh, were, were prevalent then. Um, I thought that was cool. Did you okay? So we t well, you brought up Randall. Uh, Randall's probably one of my favorite characters of all time, but I know Brian uh, Johnson is is Randall. That's what he was based on. But you could not find a better actor than Jeff uh, Anderson to play Randall. I mean, I can't picture anybody else but him being Randall. He yeah, is he's Randall. Randall. He's Randall all the way, and I love it. I love the way he messes with Dante. I love the way, and he's so like he's such a cocky asshole, and he just he's just like that condescending prick friend you have. But at the end, he just always he's always on your side. You know what I mean? Like even in Clerks too, which we'll talk about too. Um, but but yeah, and uh, how about Tim? The the one special effect that they had. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain. What was the one? And I, and you know if anybody else knows this too, chime in. But Tim. I want you to tell me what the one special effect was in that movie. I actually know this, which I think the one special effect is Scott Mosier talking to himself. Yeah, he, he had the beard as Snowball on the bottom of the ladder, yep. and he yell and he yells up to uh, Scott Mosier without the beard, the hockey asshole. Yeah, and, and he says, you know, we're closed or whatever, and you know, yeah, man, that's great, man. So that, <laughs> no. that is their one. That is their one special effect. Scott Moser played two characters in the same scene, one with a beard, one without. He was snowball, and then he was hockey asshole guy. I don't yep. know if hockey guy has a name. I've looked uh, yeah, that I up. Think, I don't think he has a name. Is I wonder if he's just asshole customer. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, the the best thing, one of the best lines that he had as that character was, "Don't pass it to this guy. He sucks." Yeah, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that, and I actually use that in real life. I, I try to put it into some of my uh, chicanery that I that I do in in uh, everyday life. But um, there's also some sad uh, some sad things that came out of Clerks. Um, Lisa Spoonauer is that how you say her name? Yeah, uh, the the one who played Caitlin. She actually passed away uh, years ago, um, so she's no longer with us. Um, but uh, other little fun facts, uh, Rick Darris, uh, we can't forget the, the legendary Rick Darris, who makes his, he show, makes his you know, entrance there, and he's all cocky or whatever. Ernie he, O'Donnell. Uh, Ernie O'Donnell. He's actually a childhood friend of uh, Kevin's, and he's worked on a couple other films with him. I think he was in, uh, he was definitely in Dogma. He was in Jay and Bob as the cop. Jay and Bob as the cop. 
What was he in Dogma? Was he uh was he like a I don't know if he was in Dog. Was he in Dogma or Neil O'Donnell? Or was it or was it Chasing Amy? He was something he was in one of them as somebody like kind of just passing through. And uh I don't think he was in Mall Rats, though. I don't think he was in Mall Rats. No, not Mall Rats. I can't, I can't remember him in Mall Rats. But um no man, Clerks Clerks started it out. Clerks was great. Um after Clerks, Tim. Uh, <laughs> Kevin kind of took a took a, <laughs> took a big swerve. Jamie, now the 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 content and the the like the feel of it is still. Um, <laughs> yes, Ed. Well, you know what? Before we get into Mallrats, uh, Ed brought up a good point. But first, we got to say, hey, Sam's with us. What's up, Sam? And uh, uh, Ed, uh, you know, I, and Ed, I'm glad you brought this up because I can't believe I was talking about Clerks without my favorite character. Um, Tim, how can we forget Silent Bob's cousin from Russia, Olaf? How can we forget him? I Can't actually, forget him. I had his, I had the shirt that Jay wore, in in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the Olaf shirt, Berserker, the Berserker shirt. Mm -hmm. I had that back in the day, like in the late '90s, early 2000s, because you could you could buy it on the Viewerskew website, and I bought one. And on the back, it has the "Fuck Your Yankee Blue Jeans" tour. It's so great. But true. yeah, o Olaf was uh, Olaf was one of the best. Uh, Olaf, girl, sexy. He's like girl, and, and that's like, and, and that's something that they used to really do. That they is. used to take Walt uh, Walt Flanagan used to be Olaf, and they just take him to a take him to the mall. They found this wig on a mannequin, and when you put it on backwards, it kind of looked like a made him look like <laughs> like a Russian like a Russian immigrant. So they used to introduce him as Olaf, and he used to get away with saying nasty things to girls because he was from another country. That's so awesome. So it's pretty that great. Is, that is so awesome. But yeah, Ed, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I can't believe I was going to go off about mall rats, but I am going to go on about mall rats because mall rats, Tim, actually was kayfabe film. I, we're going to use wrestling terms a lot here, people, because sometimes I, I lack the, uh, you know, the descriptive prowess to to say the word that I want to. So for the lack of a better term, Kevin kayfabe um the movie mall rats being in new jersey but it was actually in a mall in minnesota the eden prairie mall um which now again tim for nostalgia's sake i couldn't imagine it being filmed at any other place because that just took on its own life and made you think that okay this is the mall down the road um from you know in the view of skinner in new jersey but it's actually in minnesota but uh in in Mallrats, Tim, or we get introduced. We, we still have Jay and Silent Bob, uh, but we get introduced to a, a, another key character who makes an appearance in uh, a, a few other films, uh, and that's uh, Brody Bruce, and he's played by none other than who? Jason Lee. His first Jason movie. Lee. First movie. Now, how did you? Let, let's go on a little bit about Brody. Brody's one of my all-time favorite characters because he's he's a dick, and I like comic <laughs> books, and I and I used to be dicky about my comic books. Um, but he was actually based on who, Tim? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, a, a, a little bit. Uh, the soda, I would say Walt, I guess. Walt, yeah, Walt, because of the comics and the soda. Uh, because Walt used to walk around with a little cup of a soda, and he was, you know, anal about his comics. So, but Brody was great. Brody was great in that movie. But this this movie, Tim, it kind of had an all star cast before its time. Now, before its time, <laughs> these people in this movie weren't actually super famous when this came out and let's go down the list him uh name some of these people um already established were shannon doherty 
She was on 90210. So she might have brought a little of the star power at the time to it. Mm -hmm. um, but let's let, let oh, of course, we had Stanley. Stanley was in it. Of course. You know? Of course, Stanley was in it. Um, the lady from Three's Company, uh, the blonde lady. Terry. Uh, Terry. Gar? No, Terry. No. What's uh, her name? Her name was Terry on the show. Yeah, it was. I can't remember what her name. Christy something. I can't remember what her name. I forget was. her name too. She was actually in it. But let's let's go down the list of uh, of the at the time lesser known, and let's start with the biggest one, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was literally uh, unknown back then. He'd done a couple of small bit parts, and then he was in Dazed and Confused. But this was one of his bigger breakthrough roles. Um, and Tim, I'm, I'm having a mind meld here. I can't remember what his name uh, it was. His name Shannon in the film. Shannon. Yep. Uh, he was the uh, fashionable male dick. Fashionable male dick. <laughs> yeah, he, he worked at fashionable male. But you also have Joey Lauren Adams. She was another a, uh, another days of confused alum. Another days of confused alum. Uh, who else? Who else do we have in this? Uh, we got. Uh, oh boy, uh, there's there's a couple I'm missing here. Um, Oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Tim froze up here on me a minute. Uh, Michael something. Um, as soon as Tim gets back, he'll let me tell. But he played the blue guy in uh, Guardians. Ed, if you're still watching, help me out here. You, you there, I'm back. Tim? You're I'm back. back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, Michael, Michael what was? Uh, Rooker. Michael Rooker. Rooker. Michael that's, Rooker. That's what I was going to say. Michael Rooker from Walking Dead. and uh, Walking Dead. And, uh, Yondu, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Yandu. That's who it was. Yeah, so he was in it. Um, Scott Moser again played uh, Roddy, his assistant. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a few of, uh, like I said, there was a few of Kevin's friends. Like Sanford was in it. Um, he was one of the contestants. Um, and good old, uh, good old uh, Brian O'Halloran, Dante, but he played who? Tim? Oh, uh, I forget his first name, but he was a Hicks. Uh, Gil Hicks, right? Gil. Was it Gil? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah, because yeah, Grant Grant was the news reporter in Dogma. Was the yeah, new reporter right. dogma? Yep, and uh, that was uh, and he was of course they're fucking with him on the dating show, and he was getting all pissed off, and oh, it was so great. But uh, now Mallrats again was nostalgic for me because it was so nineties, it wasn't funny, like the stores, the the, the clothes, you know, the, the music, clothes, the everything, music, and like the attitudes. It was so great, and I I just. Watching that is like a time warp for me because it's like that was what it was like going to a mall in 1995. And usually you saw a group of kids like that, and it, it was so much fun. And uh, so we have – and in that movie, we have the adventures of, like, Brody, who <laughs> is trying to win back his girlfriend. And you also have uh, Ben Affleck, who's chasing her. And you have Jay and Silent Bob, who are Brody's buddies, who are trying to – you know, swoop in and, and like be his muscle and be on his team and stuff. It was just Mallrats is such a great movie. Tim, what 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 are your favorite some of your favorite aspects about uh and moments about Mallrats? <laughs> well, real quick, I, ha I have a, an unfortunate story about Mallrats too. Uh, oh, me you and, do. Let's hear it. Let's me, hear it. Me, me and my wife at the at the time we did we were just dating. Uh, it was ninety five, and she won tickets to the premiere of Mallrats. And I don't know really? what happened. What happened that day? What happened? I was like, I don't want to go. I don't know who the fuck this movie is. It doesn't look good. I don't want to see it. Whatever. And she actually went and went with two of her friends. And at that at that movie was Kevin Smith and the whole cast. You got that's what he does. Yep. And she don't even remember it. 
and even I wouldn't have remembered it at the time. And I was like, son of a bitch. Now that I look back at it, now that I look back on it, I'm going, I missed on that premiere with all of them there, including Stan Lee may well have been there. Oh, she don't remember. So yeah, oh. that 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 that's a big F you to me for, for not oh. wanting to see more. I didn't I didn't I didn't know what Morats was. Right. And at that and at that time, like I say, I didn't Jay and Bob were just two guys on MTV doing those and, commercials. Yeah, and they were just I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know who they were. And they were only in Clerks, so we really didn't have a clue how popular they were really going to be. Um, the Like you, you mentioned the music in Mallrats. The music in Mallrats was great. Um, there were some remakes. There was some original stuff. Um, <clears throat> I uh, that the, the theme, the beginning, was always a kind of catchy. That was like the, the typical 90s alternative uh, um of style of music back then that kind of like, you know, the, the edgy underground kids would listen to. Um, and also Tim, I forgot, um, an important, uh, person, uh, uh, Jeremy London. Mm-hmm. Um, he was Brody's friend who was also in a love mix up with TS, TS and, uh, yeah, his woman, uh, TS Quentin, his woman, because he, uh, he, they broke up and he was on his pursuit to win her back. And he was his brother was the one who was in Days and Confused, not him. Right. And, that, and that's kind of cool because they're twins and they kind of look alike. And he's in this movie with the alum from Days and Confused, but it wasn't. But it was his brother and not him. I always thought that was kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, and, and well, where this connects to Clerks is not just Jay and Bob. She doesn't want to go to Florida with him because Julie Dwyer, her friend, died in the swimming pool the night before. That's also what happened in Clerks, Julie Dwyer died in the pool, which is when they take the car and they go to the funeral and Randall knocks over the coffin. Yep. So then that's, that's where it's all connected. And T.S. gets mad that she doesn't want to go to Florida. Uh, and he was going to propose to her uh, when Jaws pops out of the water at Universal Studios, which was supposed to be the most romantic thing in the world <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's how that and Clerks was connected, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh, I've heard a rumor that – the cousin Walter that Brody brings up all the time is actually Walt Flanagan. Uh, yeah, yeah. He has, but they have a lot of stories about cousin Walt. Yeah. Cousin Walt. Um, <coughs> so one of the key moments that really was one of my favorites was the, uh, the stink palm, the chocolate covered pretzels. Famous slide. Would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? Very famous. Yeah. He was just like, say, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? They're a little melty, but darn, are they exquisite! And that and that turned him. He got sick and everything, like the cross contamination from the hand down his ass. And oh my god, it was so great. Michael Rooker was great in that movie too. And of course, like you said, Stan Lee was in it, and we got like fantastic the, uh, cameo, fantastic cameo by Stan Lee. It, it was it was it was so so great because he was like kind of like. He wasn't like the fatherly Stan Lee, but he was just kind of like that, that cool, like he was like cool. Like it was like, you know, he gave him like advice and he was like, you know, being real with him. And it was really neat how the, how Stan Lee uh, delivered that. I thought always, I always liked that. That was always one of my favorite parts of it. And uh, cause Brody's being, just being a dick the whole time, being a, a juvenile. And Brody, I mean, if you had to pick an MVP for this movie, that's Brody. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Jason Lee gets enough credit for, for what he you know did he gets labeled as this certain guy but he was fantastic even in the ending with the talk show oh that was oh that was he was i mean he, he didn't he didn't write the material but he nailed it he was on point he has such great chemistry with everybody else he was so good in that movie he was he was absolutely fantastic 
and the Brody getup that he wears, like he wears, he wore in, in uh, another movie that we saw him in. It was just fantastic. And uh, yeah, Jason Lee's the sleeper in that movie. He he was the MVP. I I'll I'll one hundred percent agree with you there on that. Um, so Mallrats, nineteen ninety five. That's in chronological order the second movie in in the View Esque universe. Now, Tim, what is the third movie in the chronological order of the View Esque universe? Chronological. Yeah, what came next after Mallrats? Like Chasing, Agu- a- Chasing Amy. Next? Chasing Amy. Now, Chasing Amy <clears throat> took kind of a swerve again. So we went this way the first time with Mallrats. Now we're going this way with Chasing Amy. And again, we have our good old friend Ben Affleck uh, starring in this film. And he was the main character. Um, boy, here we go. Holden McNeil. Holden McNeil comic book uh, artist and Jason Lee plays his best friend who is the tracer <laughs> Tim tell us about the tracer and the whole deal with the tracer in the in the film yeah Banky and Holden are comic book artists they created the uh, blunt man and chronic which is basically based off Jay and Silent Bob who they knew from Jersey they turned them into superheroes it's all about weed it's all about dick and fart jokes it's all about you know just getting high having fun getting laid and mm-hmm. uh yeah, the, the movie starts off right away at a comic book convention, and uh, Scott Moser, he's he's the fucking tracer guy, is accusing is accusing Banky of just being a tracer, and Banky goes crazy and starts a fight, and that's how the movie gets kicked off. It's and again another great scene. We also see Casey Affleck making his debut in this movie <coughs> as the guy yeah. behind Scott Moser online. Um, but yeah, here we go again with Jason Lee. Here here he comes. I mean, he's basically the same character as uh, yeah. But slightly different. Same but different. He he's got that that attitude, but he's also a little more serious than Brody was. Yeah, Banky's more more of an older asshole, while Brody was more of a younger, like a a, a childish asshole. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the things here um, that I really liked, excuse me, was um, that see. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll. I'll uh, do a sidebar here for a minute. Now, I've always been a fan of the Degrassi series on, you know, the Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High. I didn't get much into the Next Generation. I didn't watch that because I was. That, that's beyond my years, and that generation, just wasn't my thing. But Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High were always my favorites. I still have all of them on Amazon. I bought them years ago, and I was so excited when. Uh, Banky delivered that line. He's like, what do you want to do today? He goes, I don't know, get a pizza, watch Degrassi Junior High. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, that's the kind of shit I would do back then when I wasn't doing anything like at night. I would probably watch Degrassi High and eat pizza. It was so cool. Um, I always thought that was neat, but I've been a Degrassi fan for so long. And what, what, what was the line? What was Holden's line? You have such a an affinity for Canadian melodrama? Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> yep. And, uh, hey, you know, that's nothing. Degrassi was pretty raunchy for its time. Um, it was pretty, they tackled issues that like, you know, were there, but nobody brought out into the open. Like we always knew about teen pregnancy. Cause I, yeah. Cause I remember Degrassi and it was very sexual and very, I was like, wow, this is a, this is a well, crazy show. Yeah. They, they address like teen pregnancy, drug abuse, um, um, abuse, you know, uh, physical abuse and HIV and stuff, you know, all the things that we were all scared to shitless of back in the nineties. You know what I mean? So it was pretty groundbreaking. But um, anyway, back chasing Amy. So, Tim, Holden meets uh, 
Joey Lauren Adams, her character is. Come on, Eric. I want you to get it. Oh boy, it's uh, <laughs> no, you know, I, it's been years since I even watched it. And I'm, I, and believe me, I'm not making it up, uh, people. I'm one of the biggest View Askew fans, and I can't believe that I'm gonna... I, that I'm I'm drawing a blank here on. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Idiosyncratic routine was her. Was her See, you, you know the book. book. That's that's weird. You know the book, but you don't know. But you don't remember her name. I can't fucking remember. Hang on a minute. It was uh, finger cuffs. Was her? Was you remember, you remember? You remember finger cuffs? You remember idiosyncratic routine? I can't remember her name. Oh my god! I give up. She had a Felix Potvin Maple Leafs jersey too. Wow! So you get all these details in. Um. What? Why can't I remember her name? Her name? Not. Um. Her initials are AJ. I can't remember. Alyssa Jones. Alyssa Jones. I was I was thinking Melissa. It's Alyssa. Alyssa Jones. Who, Tim? Okay. Let's connect some dots here while we're while we're rolling. Who is Alyssa related to from another movie? Uh she's related to she's not in the hurry name, I forgot. She's related to the girl from Mallrats. The one who was having sex with all those guys doing research and got the book deal. Yep. Um and she was a Jones. Her name I forgot. Uh, Renee, not Renee Jones. Um, I forgot her name too. We'll have to look that one up. I'll but yeah, up. you look you look that up. So Holden falls for Alyssa Jones, who is a lesbian, um, in a lesbian relationship, and they they hit it off as friends at first, but um, ultimately they turn into lovers, and. It's kind of weird because, like, the stigma of being gay back then wasn't, I mean, it, 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 it wasn't as accepted as it is now. It was very, very do- low-key. Trisha Jones. Trisha. Trisha Jones. Trisha Jones. Trisha was her name. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who uh, the fashionable male asshole was, uh, you know, pursuing and did pursue. But... Um, the whole the whole gay lesbian thing back back even in the late nineties was still down down key, and it was thought of by a lot of straight men that like if a girl was a lesbian, she probably they they would think, you know, you know, stupidly that they'd never been with a guy. So part of the storyline and the and the drama that leads up to this is that she actually had numerous boyfriends and. She had a, a sexual escapade with more than one guy that kind of throws Holden into a spin because he wasn't ready to hear that. He, you know, naively thought, oh, you know, she's just, you know. So, like, that threw him for a loop, and that, that created a rift with them. Um, how did you feel about that whole love story coming together and then then exploding? Did you think that was kind of cool? Yeah, um, this one... I mean, this is probably my overall his best film as far as an overall movie experience. Yeah. Um, I love I love the fact that he calls it his science fiction film because there's no way in hell this would ever happen in real life. Um, but I mean, I guess you never probably, know. I right. mean, you, you got to remember they became Alyssa and Holden became best friends. Yep, they didn't they didn't just fall in love with each other. They, they, well, he did, but she didn't. They became right. best friends, and he just happened to. You know, which is probably the the most dramatic scene in the movie is when he confesses to her, yeah, and then then she beats the shit out of him, and then comes running back to him in the rain, and they kiss, and 
It's yep. like, holy shit, really? But um, could that happen in real life? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I don't you, you, you never know what the power. But he took a lot of shit. He, this is great. This is why he, this is one of his best movies too. He took a lot of praise for from the gay community, and he took a lot of shit from the gay community because he took a lot of praise bringing the you know a gay you know gay characters and and stuff out into the open like that, but took yeah. a lot of shit. On because, the other because, end of it. because of the famous line is where all a lesbian needs is some good dick, and oh. she'll turn she'll turn back into another you know. And then, but again, he explained it perfectly too. Who said that line? Who said the, the asshole of the movie said that line? Yeah, uh, Banky, Banky, Banky said that Banky line. Edwards. Yeah, who which, who which completely disproves the topic, which the, the point. Yeah, you know, if if I'm you know if Holden said it or. Another character said it. That makes it kind of valid, but it's because yeah. it's Banky said it. It's mm -hmm. the asshole of the movie. You yeah. don't have to pay attention. I think. I, I think once the once the the well back then it wasn't even LGBTQXTZPL whatever the hell they are now. The, the gay community back then. I think yeah. once they figured that out that he it wasn't because don't forget he has a gay brother and he kind of wrote this movie. He said it even for his brother. Mm -hmm. Um, that yeah he, he didn't mean any mouse behind it. It's the asshole saying that line. Yeah. So it completely invalidates what he's saying because he's a lesbian. That's all she needs is a good dick. No, that's not true. That's not no. That that's not even in the realm of anything that's involved no. with anything like that. And it's probably his most important movie too. So that's what we'll, we'll put we'll put it that way. Yeah, it was, and I I agree with that. Um, and it also, uh, cleverly written because it, Banky obviously was was keeping in latent. You know, he was actually attracted to Holden and ended up being with uh, what's his face in a further movie, correct? Well, it, oh, hell yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I kind of don't see it that way. I mean, I agree with you, but I kind of more saw it as he loved his best friend so much and didn't okay. want to lose his best friend so much. So that he'd be he'd willing, be willing to, go... to do anything. Okay. Because he was losing his best friend. Yeah. He, he was hanging out with this, and, and he, he resented the fact that he turned her. Excuse the terminology if you're out there. You know, I don't mean any offense to anybody. No. But, yeah, the fact that he turned this lesbian into his girlfriend and they fell in love bugged mm. the shit out of him. Because he, he told her, there's no way you're going to do it. Why You're chasing something that you can never have, and he fucking got the girl. I think yep. that drove him crazy. This girl took his best friend. He He, he didn't care about the business anymore. So no. I really think it wasn't more along as he had feelings for him. It was more along the lines of I will do anything to fucking keep my best friend, even if it involves the threesome thing. Even though it never came to that because they were both highly no. offended by it. <laughs> but well, yeah, that, that's really. I mean, that's really offensive too. In her case, because it's like you just assume, okay, that's what that's what they do. That's what she wants to do, you know. And it, it's like you know, back then nobody really thought. Like oh they're they're just kind of regular people you know what I mean they they think just like a straight person would they just like like the old ways of thinking thought they were just these wild and crazy people that were were you know and I th and th this is just what has been you know portrayed them over the years like they they were people were scared of them you know and because they thought they'd catch the gay but that's not how it works and um. But no, Banky ended up. Remember with the 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 Black Power guy. He ended. Yeah, up, late, uh, yeah later on in the yeah at the end of yeah, Jane and Bob. Yeah. Later on, the end of Bob, we figure out that they had become you know lovers and stuff. Which, so. by the way, we, we we skipped right over that part. Phenomenal scene. Oh, the Phenomenal. beginning. All set up. All set up by uh, 
by uh, what's his name? I forgot his name too now. I'm forgetting everybody's name. I am too for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh my god, what's his name? We're talking about Lando and and uh, yeah. What the hell is his name? Wow, I'm losing my mind today. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm drawing drawing huge blanks on that. But that his his big uh, his big thing at the Comic Con was uh, his big his big uh, the what well, they 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 staged this whole you know black rage thing and uh, you know this 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 big like he actually shot uh, who did you shoot Holden Hooper Hooper damn it Hooper X that was his name Hooper Ho- X Ho- Hooper X that but, was but yeah, he comes on stage as this violent. Black militant who hates white people. The name of the name of his book that he writes is White Hate and Coon, which is fucking hysterical. <laughs> and yeah, and, and it's all set up. They're all they're all you know. No one realizes that he's actually you know. Excuse me, the terminology, but he's a flaming homosexual. He's yeah. setting to be this black militant, violent black militant Malcolm X type guy. Yeah, uh, with his White Hate and Coon comic book. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he sets it up to where you know, Banky and Edward and Banky and Holden come in and. Start screaming, which is again. I think that's probably my f- best scene in the whole movie. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Hogan screams, you know, all oh, that's horse shit. Lando Calrissian flew the Millennium Falcon, and he basically says, "Fuck Lando Calrissian, that Uncle Tom." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's so yeah. great. And then, yep. of course, the famous line is, you know, you know, uh, and again, here comes the Star Wars line again. You know, people take off. You take off Vader's helmet, his beautiful black visage, and what's underneath? Across the old white man. And this is saying that all white people, you know, all black people just want to be white. And Banky stands up and says, Isn't that true? The greatest, the, one of the funniest lines ever. And then Hooper pretends to shoot him. Fantastic yeah. scene. That was great writing. I, if Kevin wrote that whole thing, which I'm assuming he did, that he was did. Re- really, really cleverly written. And it was real. And it threw me for a loop when I first saw it. So I'm like, I didn't expect any of that coming. Um, so, yeah, chasing him. So, uh, Fast forward into uh, the end of Chasing Amy, uh, as we kind of discussed, they after the whole um, idea of the three of them, because Holden was trying to keep Banky as his best friend, keep him happy. He wanted to keep Alyssa, but his his grand scheme was for everybody to have sex together, which of course, not a not only would have ruined everything, b nobody wanted to, and c. It's just it that that just damaged every relationship involved. And as we see later on, uh, Banky made a comic by on his own, Baby Dave. Um, what's her? Fa- uh, Alyssa made one too, right? She made a. Uh, what did she make? I forget that too. I forget hers, but uh, Holden did the one-off chasing Amy, mm-hmm. uh, and he named it after the uh, conversation he had with Jay and Silent Bob. Their one um, scene, their one was again. They had one scene, scene, and it was fantastic. Yep, their one scene, it was great. He paid them their royalties, and uh, he told him the story of uh, chasing Amy. And he, Silent Bob uh, further went to tell uh, Jay that what he doesn't know about him could fit in the Grand Canyon. He wants to be a uh, dancer. Yep, that was <laughs> that was that was really cool. But yeah, chasing Amy was was uh, probably as far as the film a film. Look at a film goes. I, it was it was probably his best one. And, and if you read a little behind the scenes, if you read uh, his books, like I have, this was all based on his relationship with Joey Lauren Adams. He did have a he had a relationship with her. He had a massive crush on her. He was very deeply like in love with her, but really? he couldn't he couldn't get past the fact that she had such a history. And he was like he's like he, he admits it in one of his books. I you know, I was a jealous asshole, 
Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't take the fact that she had those experience and I didn't. So basically he broke her down. He insulted her. He called her a whore. He called, it's just like you said, you know, as soon as he found out about finger cuffs, Holden went, you know, he snapped. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did in real life. Yeah. That's about his real life relationship with Joey, Joey Lauren Adams. So that's a good. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was really cool. It ended well. And uh, as we're going to find out here, uh, as we move on, we're moving on to dogma. But um, we'll find out in another movie what became of Holden and what happened and everything. But actually, uh, there's two movies that we see them in. But uh, Tim, next uh, is a film that you really like. Um, I'm. This is probably, I don't know why, my least favorite. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. But um, Dogma is next in the franchise history. And I, I liked it. I, I get it's Kevin's view of you know religion and he's he it's his take and he's making this fanatical uh he's working through some shit (laughs) working yeah he's definitely working through some stuff he had some issues um how did you know how do we start out on dogma here because like there's so much to chew on in this movie well see again i I think i said i said it before this is my one of my favorites uh if not my favorite this is also even all the movies we just talked about this mm-hmm. is the first Kevin Smith movie I watched. This now one. Picture, th- picture that for a minute. And that's because, you know, I saw the trailer. It had Affleck, Affleck and Damon just got hot from Goodwill. Yep. Um, Chris Rock was in it. You know, all, you know, George Carlin was in it. I'm like, I got to watch this movie. And then Alan, once I heard. Uh, Alan, what's his face? Uh, Snape. Rickman. Was Alan Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, Alan yep. Rickman was, was phenomenal as, yep. as the voice. George um, Carlin. Uh, yeah, George Carlin as, 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 as a priest. As Lance a, uh, Morissette was in it. I mean, it's there was there was a who's who again. It was, I, but like I said, this one was the first one where I plus you know the whole renegade angel trying to get back into heaven thing really caught my eye. I was like, I gotta watch this movie. <laughs> so this is the movie that actually launched me to go back and watch the rest of the movies again. And like I said, I watched this, then I watched Clerks. Didn't dig on Clerks too much. Then I watched More Rats Chasing Amy. Then I went back to Clerks, and that was when it finally started to click in. Okay. So dog, dog was the one that got me really sucked into to Kevin Smith. Okay. So well, uh, yeah, but I absolutely love it. I had I had the same issues he does. You start to question things at a certain age. You start to wonder, and and a lot of the stuff that goes on in this movie is like, holy shit, really? Like yeah. I never thought of it like that. You're like, holy crap, you're right. And and uh, not to jump ahead, but the one thing that really stuck with me was, um, you know, Chris Rock says it best. With the, you know, we're we're here to protect. Jesus Christ's, you know, niece or whatever. And he's like, he's, he's an only child. And Chris Rock's best line was, you know, Mary gave birth to Jesus, never being a virgin. But to think that a man and a wife after Jesus was born didn't have sex yeah. and, their own, and their own family yeah, is completely ridiculous. And I'm like, holy shit. I never thought about it. And I said, I went to I went to religion instructions. I went to CCD every Wednesday after, on school. They never told you about that. They never said to you, you know, Joseph and Mary, I'm sorry, people, if you don't know the religion stuff, but Joseph and Mary, who are Jesus' stepfather, well, Mary was his mother. Joseph yeah. was his stepfather. Um, yeah, after Jesus, you know, was born, you don't think that they're going to have their own kids, their own family, their own, you know, their own thing going on, which is why they say the Bible goes from Jesus' 18 to 30. Why? Because they're protecting the rest of that family. That family was hidden away, so you don't know who Jesus And I'm like, that blue my fucking mind, Eric. Like that yeah. really like blew my mind. Because again, I went to religion instructions. I had to make all my sacraments. I did yeah. the Catholic thing. That's how blew, 
never mentioned one single time that Joseph and Mary probably had a whole slew of children. And back then, they might have had 12. Yeah. And they're all Jesus's siblings. Yeah. So it's like, holy shit, you're right. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, you know, uh, the issues I have with religion, we're not even going to get into it here. Um, organized but, religion. Organized religion. I have a major problem with organized. Worship what you want. Just fucking keep it to yourself. That's how I see it. Yeah, I basically, yeah, I agree. Um, you want to worship a donkey? Go worship a fucking donkey. But I don't want to hear about the donkey. I don't want to no. know about your donkey. I don't want to fucking see your donkey. Don't talk to me about your donkey. Go worship your fucking donkey and be happy. No, it's not. I'm not. I'm not even going to chew on that bone right now. Um, but I do want to say we see the return of uh, an actor uh, who was not in the previous two films, but was in the first one. That's Jeff Anderson. Mm -hmm. um, he played the gun shop owner. Which hmm, that's he he's basically playing Randall, but a gun shop owner, and uh, he had a falling out with Kevin Smith after the after Clerks, and they didn't talk for a while. But then they made up, and he got to be in that, which I thought was a great surprise. I was like, wow, they, man. they I don't know, Jeff Anderson's a weird dude. They, they, they had dude. they were it was about money too, I think, as far as but you know, but they didn't make that much money off Clerks. Kevin no. did what he could, but they didn't really make a lot of money. No, and that and that yeah, it was a whole big falling out thing. So they put him in dog, but it kind of gave him that little extra yeah, money that, little, that he that he thought he deserved from clerks. Yeah, so. and uh, and this was also the one with Dante's uh, cousin uh, Grant Hicks. He was the he was the news guy. Good. Yep, the news guy. So and uh, but yeah, overall, I, I like Dogma. It was good. I didn't think it was great. Uh, I think I rank it out of the six that we're talking about. That's number six for me. So. Um, that's fair. Just, that's fair. I, I enjoyed it. I, I will rewatch it now and again. But um, rewatch it. Rewatch it with me. I think I'll make. I'll make. A, I'll make it jump up at least a notch. I will. We should do that. That's you want to know why? To focus on not only Chris Rock because Chris Rock as Rufus. First of all, Rufus, the Thirteenth Apostle. That yeah. right there is fucking hysterical. That's the best. Um, ben Affleck does not get enough credit for this fucking movie. His transformation from you know, everyday watcher uh, Bartleby mm -hmm. into the fucking evil. The, the train, let's put it this way the scene on the train. Yeah. When he transforms, when he figures out that that Bethany and, and Jay and Bob are there and the, and the apostle are there to kill him mm -hmm. and Loki, that transformation he makes is phenomenal. I don't understand why he doesn't get enough credit for that movie. Like that's a movie like, oh, we can't bring that up. We can't bring up the fact that he was in Dogma. Fuck that. He was so no, good in that transformation. And then the scene, which is, well, this is actually my favorite scene in that movie, is him, Bartleby, and Loki in the garage, where Loki's like, you know, maybe we should just go home. We didn't think this through. And yeah. Bartleby snaps. He yep. just snaps and says, you know, God gave the people everything, gave us shit. God gave them this planet. They ruined it. Our mm -hmm. whole lives are bowing in servitude. He gives people don't even believe in him, and he gives them all this leeway. Phenomenal scene. I absolutely love that scene. So I, I don't think I don't think Affleck gets enough. Yeah, Damon too. Damon, Damon too. But I don't think Affleck gets enough credit at all. No, David did a real good job in this movie. But Affleck, I think Affleck stole the movie. Uh, this is one of his. If, if if there is something I do admire about it, it is it, it is Affleck's acting because I like Ben Affleck. A lot of people don't, but I like Ben Affleck. And and the board and the the bo movie's boardroom scene. Yeah, the boardroom scene was great. Again, too. Affleck is phenomenal on that scene. He's great in that scene, and he's great when he finally turns you know evil or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. 
And then, of course, at the end, we see God come out herself, who is actually Alanis Morissette. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool having her play God. That was funny. You know what? Why not have a woman play God? You know what I mean? I, I, I think that was the the smartest move they made. And, and just to cover it up, Chris Rock says she's not really a woman. She's not right. really a man. Not she's really whatever she wants to be. Because, again, you don't want to fucking start offending people. No, but so you gotta I, do think that. Was, I think it was cool that they made her appear as a, as a woman because uh, um, Glenn, Glenn agrees quick. with you. Glenn is my cousin-in-law, and he's the one that went, went with me this weekend to meet Kevin Smith. So oh, I know he? he was very excited to get there and finally meet him. So thanks, Glenn. Thanks for watching us. Well, speak, you know, Tim, while we're talking about that, let's 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 hear about that a little bit. What did what did you actually do this weekend, and where did you go? I went to Jay and Bob's Secret Stash. Kevin Smith was was there with Jay and the guy who plays Stinkor. Stinkor? No, Jay, Jay plays Stinkor. Jay plays Stinkor. I don't uh, know who the guy was playing. Anyway, but they were there doing a signing. Um, they gave out. They got a T-shirt with them as He-Man. I got a sign, comic book. Wow. Sign, and then he signed my movies hat. That's Kevin, and that's Jay, and he wrote fucking Nooch underneath that, it. That's awesome. He wrote. Yeah, and, and let me just tell you something right now. If you ever get a chance to meet Kevin Smith, meet Kevin Smith. The fucking guy is the nicest guy in the world. He's so down to earth. He's so personable. It's not like talking to anybody, celebrity or anything. He's talking to a regular guy. He answers your questions. He's not just like a dick. He's engaged. Hmm. Uh, you ask him one question, he'll fucking drag it on for 10 minutes. He don't really? care. So yeah, he's, he, he's not just approachable. He will sit and talk to you. He will sit and talk to you. Yes, absolutely. Kevin's reputation as of late has gotten to be like, a lot of people don't appreciate some of the things he says or how he acts. Well, like you know you can, why? Because he don't, you he, he's not afraid to fucking to tell the behind-the-scenes stories. Right. He, he, he came out and said Bruce Willis was a cocksucker. Wow. You know, he came out and said... I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, well, him and Bruce had a big thing after Cop Out. Um, he's the one who said Bruce Willis... He told the stories about Bruce Willis, and you know, that fucked that up. He's the one yeah. who talked about John Peters with the whole Superman Returns thing. If you oh, don't wow. know what that is, go on YouTube over that. He, he's not afraid to shit on these people. Uh, even Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker. He told yeah. the story about that and made fun of him for that. You don't care. That's the that's why people get a little annoyed. I think. Uh, yeah, I I mean that part I don't know. I just sometimes he comes off condescending and look yeah. at me. I'm I'm Kevin Smith, and it's like okay, you're Kevin Smith, but you know you're not. I don't know. It just it put me off a little bit. My girlfriend and I were talking oh, he, about he, it. He he um, is not like that. At he's not like all. that at all, huh? At so all. It's, it's it's the complete opposite of what we were thinking. Yes. No kidding. Not, no I kidding. Mean, I asked that's him good to know. So what happens is you get online, you take a picture, we took the picture, you come back around, you walk around the store, then he comes off the line and signs anything you want, which is why I got the hat. Um, wow. And people, people ask him questions. I asked him two questions. I said, I have two questions for you real quick. He's like, shoot. I was like, one, uh, can I be in Clerks 3? And he goes, yes, you can. And I was like, at first I shit my pants. Because I was like, you tell me I can be in Clerks 3? And he's like, pay attention to my Twitter and my Instagram. We're going to have a call for extras. I was like, fuck. But okay. He answered my question. And the second one was they sell CBD gummies. What the hell are they called? Bucci Bears? Bucci Bears. <laughs> CBD the CB gummies. Oh, the CBD gummies. Okay. They're not. Bucci Bears. Bucci Bears. Cool. So I thought, I was like, I don't know how effective are that. He goes, they don't get you fucked up, but they will mellow the shit out of you. His wife likes them. Jay's wife likes them. I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a bottle just for the hell of it. But I, I said, I've met him five or six times now, and he has been phenomenal every single time. He is not a bad guy at all. Talk cool. to you, personable. You know, he wants to. He wants to talk to you. That's that's the best part about him. 
Wow, I didn't know that. I've never, yeah, I've never even been anywhere near where I could have met him. But uh, no, that's good to know. That's good to know. Five times, huh? At least, at least, at least. Wow. Wow. Every every chance I go, I go, I go see something that he does. Cool. But whether it's a, uh, you know, a, a talk, a, a Q and A, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Plus, by the way, that's where I actually fell in love with him. Was the evening with Kevin Smith? Uh, I remember comp- when you did that. The compilation of all his of his visits to colleges. He do Q and A's. That's where he hits home runs every time because he said he tells the stories. He tells the stories about Superman. He tells the story about Prince. He tells the story about you know he don't give a fuck. He's just like I'm just telling stories. If you got a problem with that, that's not my fault. No, I have no reason to lie. Like he told about Prince. Prince was fucking crazy, and Tim Burton, wow. all that shit, crazy. I didn't so, know that. No, he's wow. he's a really cool. good dude. He's not like that at all. Even one of the nicest one, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. Nice, um, cool. So anyway, uh, that's Dogma. Uh, after Dogma comes probably one of my favorite ones because here we go, another all-star cast. I just like the cameos because I'm a cameo guy and mm. I think it's cool when they do it. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, 2001? Yep, I believe 2001. 2001. Uh, starts off at the quick stop and uh, from there, Jay and Silent Bob find out that the uh, Holden and Banky sold the rights. I guess they didn't know, but they heard that a movie was being made about Blunt Man and Chronic, and they thought they were getting screwed out of royalties, which they probably were. And he visits. Well, first he, they get a ride from the nun, who's Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. They, and they, uh, oh, Rick Darris arrests them, right? Ernie O'Donnell. He arrests them. Yep, and, for selling uh, weed. <laughs> for selling weed. And they start the pursuit to get to California. And they, they get a ride with Princess Leia. Then they jump in with... Who did they jump in with after that? Well, don't forget, they met George Carlin. George Carlin. About, the uh, about, yep. about, about the rules of the road, which is hysterical. Said, he said, <laughs> if you want to get a ride, you got to give the guy head. Like, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah. That was um, good. Yeah, Jay and... Jay and you know, Jay and Simon Bob was actually the first Kevin Smith movie I saw in the theater. First one oh, I ever really? saw in the theater. And I was okay. so hyped. I was so hyped to go see it. Because I said, that was right there. was when I saw the first Dogma... Uh, then my friend lent me all the other ones, and I saw the evening with Kevin Smith. I was hooked, beyond hooked. So that was the first one I got to see. And like you said, this is a movie for the fans. If you yeah. are not, if you're not a fan of his, don't even bother, because it doesn't make sense. It's just a fucking fun, all around cameo filled movie. They visit Holden from Chasing Amy. They visit fucking Banky from Mallrats. And Brody. Uh, and Brody. Brody. I mean Brody. I mean Brody. They were Brody from Mallrats first. They go see Holden. It's yep. just a big cameo fest for all the rest of the movies. Oh, it's so great! And the 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 thief girls and, um, I mean Will Ferrell, the the wildlife, the guy, wildlife marshal. That that's I mean that you just can't you know it was it was a great movie. Uh, Jan, and I like at the end. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to skip ahead real quick, but I like when Morris Day and the Time came out and they did Jungle Love. That was great. Yep, that was really good. That was supposed um, to be Prince. That was supposed to be Prince. And Prince okay. just That's shit on it or whatever. Yeah. Well, Prince got weird there for a while, didn't he? he oh, he was always weird. Towards the end, he got real. I mean, I think he got real, real weird, like getting wrapped up in purple and crushed velvet all the time. I mean, yeah, he was, he was a weird. Dude. He's like four foot two or something like that. And he's just he's fucking weird. Is that why he wore the high heels all the time? Yeah, he was tiny, man. So he, he was, was tiny. little. Wow. He was tiny. I don't even know if he made five foot. I'd be I, shocked. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I he was, never knew. So that's, that's why the he spoof, that's the spoof of why Charlie Murphy thinks it was they. It's so funny that they were playing basketball mm-hmm. because they're all probably tiny. 
<laughs> and Prince is wearing, like you said, a crushed velvet purple suit to play basketball in. So with high heels. <laughs> that's, that's oh my god, that's unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, Jay and Silent Bob was a great movie. Uh, could watch. I mean, Jay does his famous song in there. You know, fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, fuck. That's, that's how it opens. Yep. That that's such a great. I, I mean, that whole movie is just great. I, oh, Har I can, Harley Quinn Smith, Kevin's daughter, makes her um, first appearance. She's the baby. And, and she's baby, baby Silent Bob. She's baby Silent Bob. Yep, she's baby. Oh, Silent I thought she was Bob. baby Jay. Okay. Nope, she was baby Silent Bob in that baby one. Baby Silent Bob. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um. Now I I didn't think it was over. At, oh wait, we forgot Dante and Randall. Dante Randall, Randall. the one that called the cops on him in the beginning. We mm -hmm. we're skipping out on them. Um. <laughs> But at the end, I didn't know um, if he was going to revisit the View of universe like he did. I kind of thought he would leave it. I mean, I knew he would eventually, but I didn't know it would be soon enough to where we'd have a Clerks 2, what, four, five years, six years later? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Clerks 2, um, Clerks 2 takes place, we're going to say, what, 10 years after Clerks 1? Ten years. One? Ten years, yeah. And obviously the quick stop burns down because Randall left the coffee pot on. Um, so first he, he said, first he wants to know if it was terrorist or not. That's another great line. <laughs> that, he's, like, so he's like, great. he's like terrorist, and Dante just looks at him like, dude, you're such an <laughs> asshole. And he goes, oh, I love the coffee pot on again. <laughs> I love the coffee pot on. But, they but, both but up... one thing though, Eric, Jay, and Bob, you can't pass over is the whole scene on the lot, on the whole, on the on the uh, movie lot. Oh, on the movie lot on Jay, right with uh, Dean good, good, and, and good uh, and Goodwill Hunting too. Yep. Fucking, I couldn't, I cried yep. laughing. I'm if you want, you, you, wow. you want, you want, I know what you want to watch on that. You watch the blooper reel. Go to YouTube and watch the James Bond blooper reel. Affleck and Damon trying to do that scene, the Goodwill Hunting scene, and all I do is laugh. It is <laughs> hysterical. You got that. You got Wes Craven making fun uh -huh. of Scream. You got yeah. Gus Van Zandt who directed Goodwill Hunting, counting mm -hmm. the money. <laughs> you got Chris Rock as Shaka Luther King, who that was, was good. again fucking hysterical, and, and that ten minute cameo he had. Who was the other? Jamie Kennedy was his assistant, right? Jamie Kennedy was down, knocking say, soda out of his hand. Yeah, Mark like, Hamill. Mark Hamill get, was in it. Mark Hamill is cock knocker. Cock Can't knocker, forget yeah. that. Can't forget cock knocker. Cock knocker um, was great. But yeah, uh, real quick, the clerks too. Uh, the song I like in the beginning is the Talking Heads song, "Nothing But Flowers." It's mm -hmm. always been one of my favorite Talking Heads songs, and I was I was psyched. I saw this in the theater too. Mm -hmm. Me too. I was so I was so I was so psyched when I heard that playing and Dante was driving through all the all the little like suburb. I don't know if they shot it in California or Jersey. I think they shot it in Jersey. That part? Uh, so, no, California. That was California. Okay, so I was. Oh, you mean the opening sequence? Opening, opening sequence, sequence. Might have, that might have been Jersey. I think it was because it's Jersey esque. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, no. But uh, movies, movies was in California. Movies, movies was, in, was California. in California. Yeah, and that's yeah. and as we know, movies isn't really a real place. But um, movies. It, it might be someday. You never know. But uh, what do you think of Clerks too? Do you like Clerks too? Love Clerks too. I love absolutely that. love. And see that like, before we. I know we're going to talk about Clerks three, but um, the reason these movies because we're about the same age, around the same age. Mm -hmm. You know, Clerks was about what do you want to do with your life? Yeah. Clerks two is being in. You know, I was in the, in, in the early twenties. Mm -hmm. Clerks two is about being in your thirty and still not knowing what yeah. the fuck you want to do with your life. We yeah. could all relate to that. And I think Clark Street is going to be about being in your 40s, almost 50, and wondering, is this my fucking life? You know, that kind of thing, uh -huh. which we'll get to eventually. But, yeah, Clark Street is absolutely fantastic. I, I absolutely love that movie. I think there's well, nothing about that movie I don't like. No, I like the movie beginning to end. I like the cameos. I like the storyline. I like the twists. 
Uh, threw me for a loop, too. I didn't think all that was going to happen. But um, it was really good. I liked the ending. Um, it was kind of neat, the jail cell scene where they kind of – Best scene. Best it, scene. It was, it was so great. Where are we going to come up with, uh, what, 200000 whatever he says. Like, we don't have that kind of money. He's like, we do. <laughs> yeah. And people He's forget like, that they made money off the Jay and Bob, off the Goldman and Chronic movie. Yep. Oh, wait. You know what else we're forgetting is Elias. When Randall and Jay were fucking with him at the drive-thru with King Diamond, that is one of the greatest scenes ever. When when uh, Randall grabs the, he's like, "Let me help you out of your chair, Grandma." Grandpa, yeah, so great. Oh, and that's so awesome. uh, Rosario Dawson comes in as Becky. As Becky, yep, yep. Which Big, uh, which, which she's shocked to get Rosario Dawson for this movie. Yeah, she was kind of uh, up and coming. She was pretty pretty established, but she wasn't as hugely established as she is now, obviously, but. No, well, the funny thing is, they, they they had a list of of, of actresses they wanted, and uh, like um, Sarah Silverman was on there, and Sarah Silverman said, "Look, if I could play Randall, I would do this movie, but I don't want to be the bitchy girlfriend anymore, or this or that." And then uh, what's her name from fucking Grey's Anatomy? She was going to do it, but then she got Grey's Anatomy. Okay, uh, the main actress, I forget her name too already. I can't remember. I don't and then, and then they, they saw Rosario Dawson and Kevin Smith and Scott Moore. Like, there's no fucking way we're gonna get Rosario Dawson. She's gonna, she's gonna read Donkey Show and be like, no, there's no fucking way. And <laughs> the best part is, well, I, I could fall in love with Rosario Dawson is when she read Donkey Show, that made her want to do the movie. So that wow. makes her one of my favorite people in the world. Because, like you said, a lot of people go running when you hear a guy fucking a donkey, and she said, no, 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 I want in on this movie. <laughs> Kinky Kelly and the Second Stud. <laughs> Kinky Kelly and the sexy stud. Yep, that was uh, that was a good scene. That was a really Inter- good scene. Interspecies erotica. Yep. Don't <laughs> what do you, what do you, uh, people judge? Well, I can't remember how he put it, but it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Clerks Two was great. Now we're getting Clerks Three, Tim. What 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 do you had? Okay, I haven't been keeping up on spoilers or anything, but I don't, I don't. But have you heard anything or have an idea of how this is going to like kind of a baseline of how it might go. Well, he's changed the movie quite a bit. Um, the heart attack he had a couple of years ago changed a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, and this is again Jeff Anderson was very difficult to get to do this movie. But For he is years, doing it. he is doing it. He was at the read through. I watched the video today. He was at the read through. Um, what's your name is coming back too from Clerks One. Um, his girlfriend, uh, Dante's girlfriend's coming back. Really? First girlfriend, Maggie. Whoa. I know her real name is Gigliata. Her first, her real name. Uh, she's coming back. Um, I mean, from what I can gather, I'm, I'm going to take a guess. Like I said, it's been rewritten. It's what I said before. You know, tw- the first one was about what are you going to do with your life? The, the, the 31, you know, second one's about I still don't want to do with my life. And this one's going to be like, holy shit, is this my life? This is my life. And where, where are we going to go from here? Yeah, you know, I've been at this fucking, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't know, at the end of Clerks 2, Dante and Rendell buy the Quick Stop RST video. Um, and they open just it own it. Themselves. They open yep, it themselves, it. and they own it now because that's that's where they grew up together. That's where they had their best times, and and you know, and even at the end of that movie, though, you kind of when they, when they're pulling him back and it turns to black and white, you oh, kind of see was, you kind of see Dante's face going, "Did I really fucking do this? Yeah, did I buy oh, this yeah. fucking store? It, it's kind <laughs> so, of a little bit of like a like a oh fuck kind of thing. Yeah, so but I it, think that's what this movie's going to be about. I think it's going to be like they're going to have a kid. Don't forget yep. that uh, Becky was pregnant at the end of two. Yep. Oh, yeah. that, that kid's going to be – when was Clerks 2? 2003? Seven. Seven? Wasn't that late? Yep. yep. So that kid's going to be, oh, you know, a teenager. Uh, 
seven and 13 is carry the one. I have no idea. <laughs> well, say that kid's no going to be a, a teenager now. So the Dante's yeah. going to have a teenager running around half Dante, half fucking uh, Rosario Dawson running around, which yeah, by the way, I hope, I hope, I, I hope they get a good kid to play him. And I hope him and Randall have a phenomenal relationship. Like uncle Randall teaches his kid all the that's, worst shit possible. That's got to nothing. Happen. And if I may say one thing I want, which is what I should have said to Kevin Smith when I met him the other day, I want Randall to go back and talk about Star Wars again. Because you know, remember, he really didn't talk about Star Wars. Well, he had the epic line, Tim, in Clerks too, And I have yeah. to say it. Mm -hmm. There's only one return, and it ain't of the king. It's of the Jedi. But I said he never got into the new ones. He didn't, no. He didn't. That's what I'm saying. No, I, I'd like to hear his opinion. Not Kevin Smith's opinion. I'd like to hear, hear Randall? Randall's opinions on the Disney uh, movies. On the new ones, so, like the ones that have come out since 04 or 14 or whatever. Even even if it's a fucking two-minute scene, I want to hear cool. his his his, his uh, opinion on those movies. It was great, too. Remember when Randall walked in the quick stop after they redid it, and he's like, you know what? You're not even supposed to be here today. Yep, and he was all that happy. Was so all the, camera, happy. the camera pulls back. You hear Soul Asylum. And then mm -hmm. that look on Dante's face, like, holy shit. Did we just make the biggest mistake of our lives? So that's that why kinda, that kind of sets up the, the next one, though, too. You know what I mean? Which is where I like, think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like, holy shit, I bought this store. And yeah. I've, been, I've literally spent my entire adult life in this fucking store, except for yeah. two years in movies or whatever that was. Yeah. So yeah. I, I am very that. looking forward to Clerks 3, though. Very looking I, forward. I, I, I am too. We should, you should keep an eye out on tickets when it comes out, and I should come down. And we should attend a premiere or whatever to it. Oh, if if, the, if he, he he's going to do some kind of premiere, I'm going to buy tickets to that so we can yeah. go see that and do the Q and A that whole thing. We should do the whole thing. We should Absolutely. do the whole thing. Absolutely, and we'll have we a, we'll have a show about it too. We should do of that. course definitely have a show about it. Um, I think we're going to hold off on the quiz this week. Um, that's because we're running on the uh, hour and thirteen here, so we should probably wrap it up. But Tim, that was an awesome show. We kind of covered. Uh, one through six pretty well, I think. Hit our yeah, favorite points. Had some good interaction. Um, so, like I said, uh, that's Clerks, or that's Clerks, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy. I always get them mixed up in chronological in the wrong order. Jay and Silent Bob and Clerks too. That's Eric and Tim's take on it. Um, tell us what you think. You can drop us a line on Pop Culture Pros. Drop me a line. Drop Tim a line. Uh, also, pay attention to the new shows coming out, Tim. I heard rumor. That Pop Culture Pros is going to have a new show. Is that true, or am I just reading the tabloids too much? Uh, it is true. The tabloids are correct this time. They are. I myself, I um, will be starting a Star Wars-based show. Nice. I was planning on going very soon, but my anal retentiveness uh, to detail has uh -huh. not allowed me to start the show yet because I need a name. I need right. a logo. I need a format. But it's not just going to be about the, the movies and the shows because that's mm -hmm. a quick show. That's fucking, what, two episodes? Yeah. Uh, I have cosplayers lined up. Ooh. I have tattoo artists lined up. Um, yeah, I have all kinds. I met a lot of – you meet a lot of crazy people. on. People think TikTok is just a you know funny video thing. But I met a lot of cool people on there. Tattoos, tattooers, cosplayers, they're all going to come on the show. They're yeah. all, and, and there's one guy. I, 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 I don't want to spoil it. But he has full Emperor Palpatine makeup and the robe, and he acts like a dick. And it is hysterical. And I already got him. Would you be on my show? He said, I will absolutely be on the show. 
So wow. I think one of my I think one of my first guests is going to be Emperor Palpatine himself, which is going to be fucking wait. hysterical. So yeah, I'm hoping to get the show running next week. I think we're going to do just too sweet on Tuesday. Okay. So I'll say in two weeks, two weeks. Star Wars Star Wars show will debut. Cool. Name and, name name to come. And also in two weeks, uh, I got a special guest coming on. Um, his name's Nate Thompson. Uh, met him through mutual friends. Uh, he's actually a, he's actually a, a filmmaker, and he's making a film. I'm not sure if it's his first film or not. We talked briefly, uh, but he is he is uh, an up and coming filmmaker. He already has a short of it on YouTube. It's called Cult Affairs. It's a horror film, and uh, you know me in horror. I don't get it. It doesn't resonate to me. But that's good because I can ask good questions and I can I can get more out of him. You know what I mean? That way I'm not biased towards either way. But I'll be honest with you, it's really really cool. So if you want to look that up, I'll send you the link. I may even post it on Pop Culture Pro so everybody can see it. But it's Nate Thompson. He made a, he made a short film, and he's actually going to make the full-length film now. And so we're going to get to see the progression of this whole thing come about on the program. So Sweet. he'll be on frequently to update us. Um, also, we're going to have uh, – we, we haven't gotten the gang together yet, but we're going to have the steroid show. That's coming up soon. Uh, also, uh, for all you uh, Trekkie fans out there, we're going to have a special – uh, at the end of August, beginning of September, we're going to have a special Star Trek show. Ooh. So if you're a fan of Star Trek, uh, if you like even just the first original, if you like the next gen, if you like DS9, if you like Voyager, if you like Picard, I'm missing one or two because I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about and I don't, but I kind of do because I'm a big fan of DS9. Um, I can do that. Trek. I can do Trek. Yeah. You'll have to pop in uh, and, and give us a couple of snippets on your uh, Star. I'm not. Star I'm not. Trekiness. I'm not one of those haters. I'm not. A, I'm not a Star Trek hater because I'm a Star Wars lover. I I used to be, but I got turned. I got turned. I so, I, I would actually like to do a uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek show on mine one day, not but a friendly one. A friendly, friendly. Star Wars because because like cool. one thing is they're not the same thing. No, one they're not. is sci-fi fantasy. The other one's just sci-fi. One's yeah. about the future of this planet. The other one's completely fucking. You know, made yeah. up and magical and mystical and all that bullshit. So and it's not the Lauren same. Lauren apprised me to that because I used to bust her balls about Star Trek and all that all the time. And she's like, you know, they're really not the same no. thing. It's no, Star I, I love I love Star Wars. Trek too. Yeah, you're you're, you're you're into the Trek too, Tim. That's cool. I'm into the Trek. I like that's all the cool. Treks. So the, that's what's coming up uh, in the weeks and months to come on the A to Z program. Also, just too sweet. Uh, we got a lot to chew on next week. I won't uh, drop any spoilers, but you're not going to want to miss that, uh, wrestling fans. That's going to be a good show because we got some, we have some, you know, iceberg tipping things that are going to be going on here uh, with wrestling here. So uh, you're going to want to pay attention to that. And, we, so, and we're going to and we're going to bring back our uh, discuss a pay per view, an old pay per view. Oh yeah, that's thing. right. We are. Yep, we're going to do that. And uh, also. Uh, Make sure you watch Put It in the Books tomorrow. Make sure you watch uh, Grannies when that comes on later in the week. Unless I, that already happened and I'm doing them backwards with Empire. But either Grannies, one. No, Grannies is tomorrow. Put in the Books is Thursday. Okay. Well, watch and, them both. And, and, and apparently, Jader and Kyle did something today. And I wrote the boss. Where were they posting to? I think you, they recorded it and haven't posted it yet. Because if, if, if you look on here underneath the thing, it says Jader and Kyle did a show today. What the fuck? Are Come on, guys. You got you to gotta share the love. I think they recorded only, and I oh. think that, and they're gonna re. And I've actually toyed with that idea, Tim, because I'm gonna start doing some remotes and recording them and having shows where I go out into the world. So 
I actually was telling Steve about that about a month ago that I'm going to do some pre-recorded shows and put them on and edit them a little bit. Cool. And uh, we're going to play with that aspect of it. So anyway, that's the A to Z program. I'm Eric Zant. This is Tim Tabala, my very special guest, my friend of the end. Tim, thanks for coming on the show tonight and talking anytime, about the, brother. the View of Scooniverse. I will be here anytime you need me to be here. And of course, Kevin Smith. Gotta love him, man. Well, that's love why him. I had you on tonight because we there's nobody I wanted to talk to Kevin Smith about but you. So on that heels, this has been the program. We thank you for watching. Uh, if you haven't already, join our group, Pop Culture Pros group on Facebook. Go to the Facebook page of Pop Culture Pros. Like it. You'll get all the notifications of all the shows that we have to offer you, all the content. And go to YouTube. Go to Pop Culture Pros, all one word. Click that like button and click the subscribe button and click the little bell, okay? Click that little bell so you'll get notifications of when we go on. And, uh, Tim, I think that's about it. I'm long-winded enough. We're going to say goodnight. For Tim Tabala, I'm Eric Zant. Peace be with you. Bye. Mother, motherfucker. Mother, motherfucker.